Yeah. No, 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 no. Hey. Whole world blind, yeah. Hey. <laughs> what it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei Vio Sensei, 24th Hokage of the Music Clan. And the man with the two cups that are ready to get doubled up. <laughs> and y'all already know who it is. Shadow Luther King today, a.k.a. Shadow the Zion Panther. If you're with me, pull your double cups up two times. Two more times if you're with us. But we need to, uh, we got to take a moment. We're going to talk about the show and everything that we have. But when we say the double cups up, don't necessarily assume that you have to put lean in your double cups. Mm. We lost another one. R.I.P. R.I.P. Fredo Santana. At 27. Chicago Drill GBE, the whole movement. Ugh. It's sad. It's it's sad when it's, it's self-inflicted. Because it was like kidney failure, liver failure. We know what kind of things attribute to that. So when we say put your double cups up time, put whatever you want in your double cups. You know, we drink brandy a little bit. We drink some of that. Yeah. Yeah, you know you know we do, but we also lead a healthy lifestyle. I go to Jamba we, Juice. You know, we. <laughs> I, I don't really drink soda at all. You know, we keep a pretty good diet, work out all the time. We're always in the gym, always hooping. So remember, although that we do keep a double cup next to me, we also we also advocate pro health, pro good decisions, and we we never want to lose anybody, especially leaders this young, and especially in our generation and and in this culture, because every voice matters, and we need you guys to stay alive and keep your voice strong. Exactly. So, put your double cups up, but make sure what's in your double cups is going to keep you alive, because the music clan is about life. In order to be inspired, in order to change the world, you have to be in the world. So rest in peace, Fredo. We wish the condolences to him and his family and the people he was taking care of. Because, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of what you think of the music or what he was talking about, somebody lost a son, somebody lost a friend, and somebody lost a father. So rest in peace to that. Gloom and doom to start the Sensei Said So show. but. We had to get that out of the way because I know a couple people were like, double cups, but don't drink lean. I know... The the Bay Area artist was Mozi Mozi. Yeah, Mozi was out here pouring right. lean on the ground, wasting, I get it. wasting the whole brick. It's good though. Too many artists. We've lost too many already. So put your double cups up. Put it in it. What's gonna keep you up? Because the sensei said so. Show is all the way up. All the way up. So tune into the website. You already know the name. Keep plugging in. Today we have a great episode. Good show. We're gonna introduce a new segment. We got great talk. We got talk about some shit that we have to discuss because when there's shit in the room, you got to flush it. And we got to get to the bottom of some of these issues. We that- do. And if, y'all, and if y'all have ever sat in on a on an episode or have just sat in on a conversation discussion with myself and, and Sensei, we're passionate about this. If it's a topic we really, really... Uh, that the community really cares about, or that we really care about, we're really going to sit down and, and discuss it with you guys. And we love your opinion, and we want you guys' opinion. So that being said, we do want you guys to actually engage and hit us up in the comments and the, on all social medias. Let us know, you know, what you guys think because we are at, we are avid in the streets. We're avid. We we're all over the place in the city. You know, we just reach out to us. 
and we're sitting down and we're going to have the ability to sit down with whoever we need to have the conversation with. Like on today's episode, we have a wonderful guest. I'm going to sit down with a very important person, a voice you need to hear. We got uh, he's he's plugged into many different radios and he's just tuned into the conversation just like we are. But we're going to get to that here in the next little bit. So without further ado, to wrap up season two, I mean, this isn't the last episode in season two, but we want to bring new things to the table. It's 2018. We got to shake it up. And to shake it up, we got a new segment. The Shadow, new if you want to give the people the new shit, let the them know what's going segment. on. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are welcoming the ever, 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 the rap sheet to the Sensei Said So show. The rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm glad we got all y'all tuned in and we've been and we've been rocking with y'all this far. Y'all been with us this far. And it's a shame that we did have to lose Fredo. But you know, we going we going to pour one up for him. We going to keep going for him and we going to keep doing it. That being said, we moving on from somebody that we wanted to cherish to somebody that we need to save in Kodak Black. So for the rap sheet, just so they know, the rap sheet, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the culture, the main thing that's going on in hip-hop. We've already been doing it, but now we're going to magnify it. And we're going to tune in because there's a lot of things going on, like this Kodak situation, which I really want to talk which about. Is a, which is a real interesting one because Kodak Black just recently got arrested again, again. for the umpteenth time. We don't even, I couldn't even keep carrying on the fingers for the boy. Habitual line stepper. Habitual line stepper. And he's young. He doesn't have too many years under his under his belt anyways at life, let alone this music shit. So that being said, I'm, it, it breaks my heart that he's so young and making and going through all these trials and tribulations. But the boy needs help. The kid, the kid needs. I don't know. He needs Jesus. He needs. He needs Buddha. He. I don't know what he needs. He needs some holy water. I'm not sure what he needs. But the boy is doing some outrageousness that I'm just not. I'm just not seeing where his success and his wealth is taking him. I'm not sure what route that could that could it's gonna lead him if he's still with all this wealth and all this power, still ending up back behind bars for for charges like this for. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those things where I feel I feel bad for the young generation. I feel bad for these kids born in 2000 and 2002 and stuff like that. Because our heroes, our popping artists, like sure we had some pr- some some pretty raccoon moments like the Yin Yang Twins and Lil John drinking out of gasoline tanks. <laughs> But at the end of the day, we had cool shit to look up to. We had people doing dope shit, even the people who were criminals. And we're not glorifying crime or anything like that. But T.I.'s charges when we were growing up were dope. Right. When we found out that T.I. had the freaking bazookas in the, had, in the had garage. Eight, had eight choppers on his tour bus and they pulled them over and they was trying to profile him. We, we, it was like a superhero story to us. But then you look at Kodak's situation and sure, he had things like grand theft of weaponry and stuff like that. And I mean, I get it. You're in a situation where you feel like your life's in danger or you're you're in a survival mode. So you're trying to get things to having guns is the American way. So I'm not going to slander anybody for trying to get guns. That's just what we do. But when you start getting into the sex offense and the child stuff and everything like that, that's where it's like 
does he need help or does he need to go to Mongolia? Oh, and we're back to Project Mongolia. Projecto Mongolia. So Kodak Mongolia. Black belongs in Mongolia. Kodak Black, Kodak White, Kodak <laughs> Mexican. If you're doing things that involve children and sex offense and child neglect and stuff like that, you might have to go. Yeah, so if and, and if y'all want to revert back to episode 4, and there's, there's a couple more people that are going to be sent to Mongolia oh, and many yeah. more to come. So keep it so keep that in mind when we do talk about the Project album, Mongolia, people are going to be sent back. The album <laughs> that's going to come from Mongolia is about to be fine. The Mongolia project. <laughs> Because some of these artists that Triple X about to go to Mongolia, he need to go to Mongolia. Uh, Kodak gonna go to Mongolia. <laughs> is is Nelly going to Mongolia? We can't send Hot in here to ah! Mongolia. <laughs> we can't let Nelly go. He gave us country grammar, and now he's on a country tour doing some grammarless things. <laughs> I mean, it, it comes down to one of the things that I, I guess if you have, I don't, I don't want to quantify it like that. It, it's a, it's a correlation, how dope your music is and what you're facing. So is R. Kelly going to Mongolia? R. Co- R. Kelly does need to go. He does. He needs to. Go. He's been doing the most for a little bit now. We're going to split Michael and R. Kelly. So we're going to take Michael. We're going to say Michael didn't do it, and we're going to say R. Kelly did it. And and give and give R. Kelly to Mongolia and yes. keep and keep Michael keep Michael's legacy. Yes, mostly because R. Kelly came out with a rap song and it was the worst thing I've ever heard. So you're already selling out. So you might as well go to Mongolia. Ooh. <laughs> might get some edge on you. Teach you how to rap. It's there's a lot that's going on in in the world and everything like that. And it, when you look at the Kodak situation and you look at these young kids, it just it screams that these kids need a leader. Something to I hope like President Obama comes back with like a reality show because we have love and hip hop every city and every coast across the nation at this point. And I think it really is. It's affecting the way kids see what's okay and what's not. I'm seeing free Kodak black stuff, but it's like, do you really feel comfortable in saying free somebody if they're out here doing some of the things that are involving children and stuff like that? I get it. You're right, because it's not it's not. A Meek Mill situation. Exactly. Free my nigga Meek Mill. Because Meek Mill did his crime for the for the punishment that he did. He went through the justice justice system and he had took care of his situation. Years down the road, they want to talk about, oh boy, you're stepping out of line. Let's crack you back because we don't think that you're rehabilitated enough. Right. And I feel like that is the dif- difference in their two sentencing and their two in their two situations. With the- we have to distinguish between who's a criminal or or who's being treated criminally right so we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back we're just starting out the show so let's listen to some music and we'll come back with some more on the sensei said so show yeah if it's ill say whoa whoa yeah yeah Open the bag like whoa, take a sniff like whoa, break it down like whoa, take a hair like whoa, got you high like whoa. Open the bag like whoa, take a sniff like whoa, break it down like whoa, take a hair like whoa, got you high like whoa. Open the bag like whoa, take a sniff like whoa, break it down like whoa, take a hair like whoa, got you high like whoa. 
got a message from the bro. Got a killer for the low. We can give it, we can go. We can pick it, we can roll. And it's loud like whoa. Cause I get it from a man. Give an extra for the gram. And it helped that he a fan. He a member of the clan. That's the homie like whoa. I'm the monster from the lake. If you give it, I'ma take. I go holler with the shake. With the swisher, we can bake. And it's fire like whoa. And it's lit like whoa. Every hit's like whoa. With the shit's no show. Every hit blow O's. Smoke thick like whoa. Open the bag like whoa. Take a sniff like whoa. Break it down like whoa. Take a hair like whoa. Got you high like whoa. Open the bag like whoa. Take a sniff like whoa. Break it down like whoa. Take a hair like whoa. Got you high like whoa. Feel a rush to the head. I don't know what they just said. I don't know if I am dead. Body feels like it is lead. In the cut like whoa. Can you go toe for toe? Can you hang blow for blow? Can you handle any mo? Shit will leave you on the flow. She threw up like whoa. Couple grams in the blunt. If you pass, you better punt. Let it go if you a punk. Do not smoke it for a stunt. You the type like whoa. We gon' go out on the porch. Take it easy, it'll scorch. Elevated on the perch. You can pass it off in church. Gotta hit it like whoa. Open the bag like whoa. Take a sniff like whoa. Break it down like whoa. Take a hit like whoa. Got you high like whoa. Open the bag like whoa. Take a sniff like whoa. Break it down like whoa. Take a hit like whoa. Got you high like whoa. Everything like whoa. Everything like whoa. Make it sing like whoa. Make it sing like whoa. When it's ill, say whoa. Whoa. Nitro like whoa. Nitro like whoa. Blow dro like whoa. Drizzle tip like whoa. Here's the shit like whoa. Everything like whoa, everything like whoa, make it sing like whoa, make it sing like whoa, when it's ill say whoa, whoa, nitro like whoa, nitro like whoa, blow dro like whoa, drizzle tip like whoa, hits the shit like whoa. And that was Black Rob Kush by Vio Sensei, yo Sensei, one and only Sensei on the block. Shout out to Black Rob. That that's a reference though. If somebody some of y'all born after ninety seven, ninety-eight might not catch it. But like whoa. It is a hot one. So make sure y'all catch the descriptions below. You can catch the song at senseisaidso.com. Dot com. Again, that is senseisaidso.com. Click it a ticket. You know? You dig. Let's talk about some shit. Literally, literally. I mean, or some shit holes. It says as he, as some commander in chief would put it, some grand wizards of America. It's even better. The the, the grand wizard of the America, the grand wizard of America, <laughs> has gone out and disrespected all of us mm. in one way or another. <laughs> so, for anybody who's living under a rock who doesn't know what's going on. The new thing that's going on with the Grand Wizard is Lil Trump allegedly said that he's tired of immigrants coming from shithole countries from Africa and Haiti. Why don't we have more immigrants from, what do you say, Holland, Poland, one of <laughs> Norway these, and Holland, <laughs> one of these Netherlands. <laughs> so there's a lot of things to break down with this. The obvious one is how are you going to disrespect the proud people of Haiti, the proud nation, the proud continent, the proud countries within Africa. How you being a diplomat, being a politician, being a leader are going to disrespect so many people in your country when you yourself are a child of an immigrant. The other layer that a lot of people aren't talking about is this whole why aren't we getting more immigrants from Poland or Holland or Sweden or wherever he said, which is breaking down to... 
And this is where when you come about and you say, why do you have to make everything about race? And sometimes I slap my hand to my forehead and I say, because isn't it kind of obvious? So you have his administration and you have people coming out and saying asinine things like I didn't know that Holland was majority white. And that and that really crushed me. It, I mean, it, 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 did, it didn't crush me, but it was that's what it was. It was like it was like somebody had to slap me across the face and walked away like I was dumb. Like I had disrespected, like I had disrespected my own people because you're right, you're right. Um, and if y'all don't know what Sensei's referring to, he's referring to um, on the on the Daily Show uh, with Trevor Noah. He had a clip of what what is her name? The Homeland Security Secretary Kajirsten. I don't I don't know some Norwegian name, some European name. Obviously, <laughs> she she she's from there. So I don't know how she didn't know she didn't know where the people. She got from. the same name as Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> we talking confused about? <laughs> on how she didn't know what her own people look like but she had come out and said that she wasn't aware what the predominant race of nor of norway was and she said it was up to her she said my guess could could be yeah it was that she gave that a was very a was political like, answer and my thing is is i know that we're not hiring every politician to be a master of geography and what goes on across the globe but I know about as much about Norway as I do about Zambia. And I can confidently tell you that Zambia is more than likely predominantly black based on the region and knowing what I know about melanin and biology and evolution. And if you need more sun just, based on where you're ele- from, just elementary education, really. There's not, you don't need much further than an elementary school education to understand geographical locations and genetics and and economics and the, you know the the basics so i'm i'm not even math because obviously something ain't adding up here but on the <laughs> sensei said so show you come to get both sides because you can go to any podcast and just hear them bash the presidency and their candidacy the grand wizard and all of his harry potter students or whatever they got going on <laughs> in the in the white house right now but i want to look at it from an objective point of view how hard would it be to be one of the people on his cabinet? Because you basically have to defend him. Do you have to defend him? If you want to stay employed, I, I guess. And, and you're right. The problem is that if you don't defend him and his antics, he will fire you. He okay. loves saying that. He's been saying it for decades now. You're fired. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fired so many people, he a firebender. <laughs> so, Exactly. He, he has no qualms about firing you right now. He'll fire you tomorrow. So you have to defend this man, but you don't, you're going to, you look at the people in his cabinet, they probably wake up 5.30, 6.30 in the morning, you know, depending on who they are and what, what time zone they're in. They wake up, they look at their Twitter, they look at their inbox, and they just see Trump calls people from Haiti and Africa sh- immigrants of shithole nations. How do you... T- it's probably pretty tough to have to try that. to defend this man. All of you who voted for him, I know why you're quiet. Well, I mean, I and, know why and, y'all and, don't speak. And 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 Kajista, the Norwegian princess. I'm gonna just call it out. I don't know her name. I can't pronounce her name. Sorry. The Norwegian princess was out here defending him, also saying that she wasn't aware that he had said that. When we all damn well know he done said it. 
It's he done he done tweeted eight things related to it. If not that, worse than that. That's what makes it hard. Is regardless of the fact of did he say it or not. The problem is is can you put those words and stick them to him and say I could see him saying this. That shouldn't be a conversation with the president. Do you know how short Obama's presidency would be if he came out and said some of the foolish stuff? Not even just this. Let him say nigga. Let him have slipped up and said my niggas. <coughs> and they would have ran him out of office. He wouldn't even have made it back to <laughs> He dapped up KD and they were already trying to investigate. <laughs> and the problem is, is the main one was Trump. Trump was on Obama's neck. Talking and this about is, he ain't even American. <laughs> and this is a lesson for all of you. Before we wrap up and get into this one-on-one with, with an awesome guest, you should really be careful of who you criticize. Because you may find yourself in the same position later on. And how you criticize that person is going to determine how you're going to be criticized. Mm. If you come out and say, if the government shuts down, it's the president's fault. Well, guess what? When you're president and the government shuts down, how can you turn around and say, it's not my fault? It's your fault. It's all your fault. So be careful who you criticize. Be careful what you say because you never know when someone's going to put your standards up against you and you better meet them. And that's the problem. (laughs) And ain't ain't that an issue that we got right now is why we're sitting here ashamed. I mean, and because realistically, it's, it's such a bold statement to devalue African countries. Right. To, to devalue the you know the wealth and the potential of African countries when they had been damn, damn near raped of their resources for for hundreds of years. That's the big and then thing. now now they're useless. Now all of a sudden they're shithole countries because they ain't got nothing to offer. It's like everyone forgot history. Like what? <laughs> like we forgot that what we talk about we shouldn't in certain situations crime and related to that. Don't blame the victim. If Africa is not the biggest victim of colonialism and of what has happened in history's past so i get it don't feel ashamed of what happened because you didn't do it but you can't ignore what has happened to a nation and to a country where resources have been taken some countries are still paying taxes to european nations just because they have their freedom we'll give you your freedom but you have to pay us for the money that we are not making (laughs) off the free labor that we would have in place with y'all being slaves. That's what I'm saying. What? So <laughs> before you criticize, before you make it's 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 like the the sit down Farrakhan had where they were talking about Nigeria and he called it the most corrupt nation. How can we in this country sit and judge anybody right. when they're also one of the wealthiest nations? Right. And America's and got just, some shitholes. And America's also <laughs> one of the wealthiest nations. And also one of the most corrupt nations. So I'm confused on how the the, the kettle the cows calling the kettle black. <laughs> whatever, whatever the phrases. <laughs> we got to get you an almanac or something Yo, you for see. these Babylon phrases, because <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to figure out what the cow's calling the the kettle after this musical break. And then we're going to get into some more on the Sensei Sensei show. Ice water, what a 
running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Uh, yeah. Just feel, uh. You don't know what I've been through. Searching for a breakthrough. Day after day and long nights. Drowning this and trying to do right. Trying to find light, get on the right path. But my past trying to hold me back. My past trying to fuck with me. Misery, I love's company. I pray to God, hope he listening. This darkness is crippling, it's sickening. These four walls are caving in, the devil's savoring. But somehow found hope in my hell. Came from above and over myself. Now I know why the cage bird sings. One day he'll be free indeed. Nightmares will become dreams. Songs of praise from hell screams. I swim upstream against the tide. We're raging my heart and hating my eyes. And I still feel cold. Yeah. Yeah. I can't feel him. I ain't got no feeling. Uh, ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Ice water running through my veins. Number skin, I can't feel the flames. Number skin, I can't feel the rain. Number skin, I can't feel the pain. The flames of wrath, I cannot feel them. All the rain, I cannot feel them. Isolation seems so appealing. Head on fire with a soul is feeling. I cannot eat, I cannot sleep, I cannot breathe, I cannot weep. I no longer feel sanctified. Devil calling and I down a ride. Call the grandmama, bring the hell. Clear the streets, then I bring it well. Reaper runs, do you feel the smell? Judgment comes in a metal shell. Ice water running through my veins. Numb the skin, I don't feel the pain. I cannot feel the heat of flame. I cannot feel the bliss of rain. Ice box for a heavy heart. So cold, it could break apart. So cold, I can't feel my shame. Need another just to share the pain. Fading fast, I might go insane. Losing life, can you see me drain? Losing light, are you entertained? There anybody who can feel this pain? Ice water runs in every home. Who's it now when you all alone? Creeping up, do you feel the flame? Stock the night, can you feel the pain? Ice water running every home. Who's it now when you all alone? Creeping up, do you feel the flame? Stock the night, do you feel the pain? Ice water running through my veins. Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames. Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain. Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames. Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain. Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames. Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain. Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain. Ice water running through my veins. Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames. Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain. Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain. I realize that passion and pain. The sun and the rain are one and the same. The yin and the yang, the bliss and the bane. The source of my peace and the cause of my shame. It's part of the game. It'll either make me or break me. I pray the devil never come take me. And Jehovah will never forsake me.
me But some days my faith is strong And some days my faith is weak Some nights I get a lot of rest And some nights I get no sleep Sunday mornings I'm close to God But Monday nights I feel close to hell Sometimes I gotta clear mind But other times I'm in the devil's snare I wonder if it's all worth it I understand we aren't perfect But I feel blind in a dark world Struggling for a purpose Night after night I lie to myself Telling me I'm not hurting But day after day it's apparent to me That all of those lies are not working Sometimes I wanna say fuck it Load up the clip and start dumping Keep the shoddy pumping and my devil's running Till the enemies will start slumping Sometimes I wanna say fuck it Load up the clip and start dumping Keep the shoddy pumping and my demons running Till the enemies will start slumping Ice water running through my veins Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain Ice water running through my veins Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain Ice water running through my veins Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain Ice water running through my veins Numb the skin, I can't feel the flames Numb the skin, I can't feel the rain Numb the skin, I can't feel the pain and that was cold you already know by your boy, Vio Sensei, Music Clan. You can find all of the music, all of the music from our guests, different music videos in the tabs on the website. You already know the name by now. SenseiSaidSo.com is where you can find all of the hot shit. We have all of the hot shit. You just got to plug in. Now, like I kind of mentioned earlier, got another opportunity for another one-on-one. I'm starting to really like these one-on-ones. I get to talk and have great conversations with new people every day. And without further ado, I have John Farmer on the Sensei Said So show. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. Doing if you well. want to give him your credentials, you know, Global Musicians Radio, I'll let you say all of the the accolades. Yeah, no, I'm uh, just, I, I started a independent radio online broadcast station that supports uh, independent music from all corners of the world. Um, and you can find it on gmr.fm. Um, we're going to be building that one up, but right now, if you want to listen to like our live shows, uh, and just music 24 seven, go to utahmusicians.net. Uh, you can go to australiamusiciansradio.com. That's down in our Australian, uh, feed. They do amazing job there. And then we have, um, Canadian musicians radio, which we just opened up at the very tail end of last year. Uh, or no, I guess, yeah, just the tail end of last year. Um, and that's Canadian Musicians Radio, and you can hear them on gmrcanada.caster.fm. So it's it's a lot to remember, but that's really the where where we're going. I mean, we we're global, and and I just started that global to I help like the sound of that, and just to help out local local music. Well, let's go ahead and let's start there because we've been talking a little bit off wax because you know the conversation doesn't just happen on the microphone. We're talking beforehand, and we were talking a little bit about the scene and what's been going on locally with the music. And that's yeah. actually been a 
it's been a reoccurring theme for our show where we've talked about the scene and what it could become because I feel like Utah's so close. Salt Lake City in particular is so close to being next. Oh, it it irritates the hell out of me because I've talked to producers from California who have have told me straight out, we know Utah is a hidden gem. We make sure that we don't open it. I was a producer from Hollywood oh. uh, for America's Got Talent. Wow. So what do we? Ha- so how do we open it then? What do you think we do? <sighs> Man, we have to find. <laughs> I don't know. Find California investors willing to break the mold. <laughs> I guess you know. I mean, it's like um, we just have to keep building it and start calling. Um, you know, the thing that the industry's turned into is likes and tweets almost. Right. And so if you don't have a certain amount of fans on your Facebook page, if you don't have a certain amount of views on your YouTube page, the industry isn't even going to look at you. And it's, it's irritating because it's a free deal, you know, to get it out there and you've got to be the one to push it. But if you don't hustle it, the guys with the money don't give a shit because they're not willing to take the risk. And so to see, the Utah feed come in, man, to get us into that national light, man, I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I had a, a real clear answer for that. There's, it's, uh, we've got an amazing scene I've, from all facets. All genres, I know. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, right now, when, you know, before the show, watching those videos, unbelievable, man. Like, it is... I absolutely love what I heard. Appreciate that. And the videos he's referring to are on the show, senseisaidso.com slash videos. So if you want to see some of the things John's John's referring to, check them out there. Yeah. There is something that you said in particular that these investors, because it really takes money to make this all happen. Like at the end of the day, if you don't have money, it's like playing a basketball game with one leg. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of behind everybody else. Yeah. The internet was a beautiful thing because it allowed all of us, anybody who was trying to do music, radio, podcast, business, sell the fucking slippers they're knitting for kids or dogs in the wintertime, you can sell whatever you want on the internet. Yep. But what you said was very important that the internet took out all of the risk factor that investors used to take. Yeah. Because there was a point in time where they would just find some local kids singing in a church and be be like, I believe he's a star, so I'm going to put the money up and hope that yeah. he's got that star Well, and they quality. didn't really have much of a choice. It was, exactly. a, it was a gamble. So now that we're in this, because I feel like I've been doing music in, in Utah and Salt Lake for a while now, and I've seen so many different, like, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, just different eras. Yep. Some will come, they'll get to a certain point, yep. fall off. Some will come, get to a certain point, have a meltdown on Facebook. Yep. So why does that happen? Well, first, let me ask, is it just hip-hop? Am I tripping? Is it just my genre? Or have you seen this in other... No, man. I, I hate saying it, but I've seen the drama from all from every corner, man. Every every genre from metal. I, I've seen metal clicks where it's like, well, I'm more death metal than you're death metal. And it's like, you get these <laughs> gangs. And this it's not so bad these days. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, thrash metal. And so to have, like, a show with two enemy bands or whatever their their fans just rumble the hell out of one another and that was not you know that was a little while back but still you'd have your clicks or or would or 
and and tell me if this happens like you'll have three three bands playing and the people only come and see just that that person's band and then walk out oh yeah does that happen they don't stick around to see everybody else that's the name of the game right one of the things that we've learned is being a headliner in this city isn't always the best thing no the middle band middle band let's i don't even want to talk about that i don't want to give you all the sauce yet you gotta (laughs) the people the listeners you gotta plug in a little bit more you gotta buy some merch before we start talking about optimal spots but yeah the middle we learned that we learned that through experience yeah we used to try to fight to be the headliner. Oh, it's our, yeah, we want to be last just to watch everybody. Get tired and walk home. Right. Yeah. No, I know. It's uh, it's a different world. When I when I started, what, 25 years ago? Uh, almost, God, almost 30 years. Um, it was, you know, you, you, you had to play a Wednesday and then work your way up. And it's just, the, dude, the, the world is a different place, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of, yeah. What do you think it could be though? Like, where do you think Utah could be, or Salt Lake City could be, music-wise, in like ten years or so? You know, my my goal when I started Utah Musicians was to give Utah. I had bands sending me music from California, and I was turning people away because I was just wanting to build the Utah music scene, and because it was the internet, eventually. At some point, somebody like watching Justin Bieber on YouTube would say, holy shit, there's a lot of great music coming out of Utah. So I wanted to help build and bring it up to a global scene. Right. And that's how American musicians and all that and then global musicians grew is because I was getting bands from all over the world. But yeah, that's that's really kind of the key is is what do we do? I Man, I mean, it's like doing things like what you're doing, getting the word out, sharing, you know, the local scene here and the music coming out of Utah, that's really, it's grassroots. I think it's just, that's how we build it back up. And I wonder if this, you asked if what happens in maybe death metal happens in hip hop. So I'm going to flip the question to you because I had a lot of hope coming in to Mm -hmm. 2017 that like Salt Lake is a, has the unity and the camaraderie in order to make it happen. But what it kind of turned into is a little bit of notoriety kind of went to a lot of people's heads, it would seem, in some mm-hmm. opinions. Yeah. And it caused a lot more division than unity. Does that happen in other genres? Or because there's, because I don't know, with a band, you have a different dynamic. You have, you might be a good lead singer, but the drummer might be the one making this shit happen. Or you might oh, be. Oh, yeah. The- that's, that's, and, and, and I think that if you can get, uh, two or more people in the band that are actually on the same page to help build the band grow, the band's going to grow that much more. But usually it's one guy or girl that's going out and setting the pace and calling the venues and setting the gigs and all that. And, and so, yeah, that that goes across the board, you know, unless you're a solo act, then you can only blame yourself (laughs) when you've got five people in the band. You know what I mean? It's like, why the hell isn't the lead singer doing PR? Why isn't the drummer picking up the phone and, and calling uh, venues? Why is you know I mean why isn't somebody doing print? Right. But it's always it always lands on that one guy that had the dream and he's bringing other people on that are on it for the ride, but not really finding the the true calling of of the band, you know. So if you can get two or three three people, man, you're that much better off. And you mentioned something in that 
true calling. And it really makes me think because that's that's something that's very, you could say soulful, you could say that's very spiritual. Mm. Those are two things that I would not attribute to hip hop in 2018 or at least 20. I don't know what 2018 will become, but at least 2017, there wasn't a lot of true. The true calling was let me drink as much lean as pop possible. Let me pop some Percocet because few like. I don't know what we do without a true calling. I feel like you we might have just figured it out because like the soul of music kind of at least and I'm speaking from the genre I know music music in itself the soul just feels like it's not there and it's like that's kind of what you need to press on through all of the bullshit that comes with being in this industry people not texting back ghosting you changing plans egos all of that stuff and it's like shit I I don't know if I would be doing this if I wasn't so passionate about it. If I wasn't like... You're the one guy in the band doing all the work. (laughs) Let's just be real. You know, I mean... Good thing the music clan, we kind of try to weed out all the ones. The music clan is literally trying to get all the people who will go out and do it by themselves and putting them together. Because before me and Shadow, Shadow will be back. You guys know Shadow the, the naysayer. He'll be back. But... Before me and him even linked up, I was like, I'm doing my own thing. You're doing your own thing. And I watched him make moves and he watched me make moves. And we said, both of us are making moves without each other. Let's make, we might as well double up the work. Many hands make light work. But I don't know if, like you're saying, I don't know if everyone has that same drive. It's tough. It's, it is tough. And you have to make the the choice whether or not you're willing to carry that person on your shoulders while you're getting to that next level and then see where they take it. Or, you know, if, if it's kind of like, okay, I, I know somebody that's better and I'm willing to take that plunge to get somebody to fill that space or even work it out to where you start bringing other people in, you know, to, to make it fit. I know, I know many bands that started as three and they end up as like a six piece because, they want to enhance it, and then they find that it's like, oh shit, we sound really good at six, you know. So they had to fill the spaces. They had to fill the spaces, and they had those people slowly uh, get the drive to be, you know, be on board like everybody else, you right. know, to grow it. So and I think, yeah, and that's a great point. I think that kind of has what's helped me in this in this industry is that I do like sports, and I do I play team sports, so you kind of understand that in order to be a good team, you build roles yeah and you have to be realistic like i don't go into this thinking i'm lebron james i can do everything by myself there's no way i could do this all by myself i'm more like kyle corver you give me the ball in my spot and i'll hit it so it is about building a team it is about building the right ensemble it's almost like it's important to build yourself a clan like the music clan love it so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to a little bit of music. Let's take a quick breather and we're going to come back and we're going to open up the conversation a little more. Now that we talked about the city, let's go ahead and let's talk about everything else that's going on on the Sensei Senso Show. I've been all in my zone. Time for me to put on my roll on my bicycle. Yeah, light another blunt. I've been with a bad bitch riding in the front seat of my car. I just like to start. I've been with a bad bitch riding in the front seat of my car. I just like to stunt. 
get them. This is for the spitters. This is for the ones you know who always fucking with us. This is for the ones who always showing up at dinner. Learn to bust without a coat. I eat up in the coat of winter. Know the business roll the switch. It's like a day day event. I've been smoking fat like Gary where I went. And if he acted scary, you can find him in the cemetery buried ever since. I can barely pay the rent, not a charity was set. Situation varies, so that varies the expense, and it can get very expensive if you married to the sense of all the clarity I carry in my pen. Compare me to them, and they compare me to they. Listen to the stereo, you hear what he say? I keep the fucking area away. Better off when I'm stoned. I've been all in my zone. Time for me to put on. What am I passing Better off when I'm stoned. I've been all in my zone. Think about some shit real quick, let me spit it like this Salty chop where I'm from, just trying to see the world Got a 801 with me right now, for this real wild style Hit my man with a bat, no he's not allowed, whoa Cruising out that goddamn Salt City name Ben Buzzing, I'm chilling with some killer bees Let me roll another up, I'm posting I'm up Just roasting these breeze, not shit, till I D.I.E. Flipping out your cold when I flow, can't get like me Yeah, yeah, ooh that, ooh that, whoa, whoa He got a real outside like that, my craft, I write my shit Who the game, I'm down with an 801 gun dumb Yeah, yeah, B.O.S.B. till the damn fucking dumb Like, like, yeah, I've been all in my zone Time for me to put on Roll out my passy ghost Better off than I'm stored I've been all in my zone Time for me to put on Roll out my passy ghost Better off than I'm stoned. I've been out of my zone. Time for me to put on. Yeah, while I'm up, I see ghosts. Like, oh shit, watch out kid, I the AZA, we just do it big You just need to get a script, just to spit like this Yeah, I don't mind on P and flow, this shit hot I'm sure like Penny, I'm ballin' out many Taking hits to the head of your ass, it's plenty I'm just callin' with the flow now, this is how it goes down Salt City, motherfucker, been wild This sound like it finna be another hit up in the lake It wouldn't be legit if it ain't be an AZA I got a billion different reasons and a trillion different ways Just to let them all know that I'm straight No, I'm okay, know that I'm fine, got a phone no caddy in the sitting outside Chose little baddie finna make her my wife She can make an essay on her own free time We grind like, hey. I've been all in my zone Time for me to put on Roll them up, I see ghosts Better off when I'm stoned I've been all in my zone Time for me to put on Roll them up, I see ghosts Better off when I'm stoned Time for me to put on Love that song. That was Ghost, Ivy, AZA, From the City. You already know. We talk about the senseisaidso.com website, but you could find that song also on Ivy's website. Get it right. Write the way you write, not the right hand. Getitright.com. So, show love. You heard the episode with Ivy. We got to bring him on, Ivy. He talked that real shit. So, tune into his episode. Tune into his music. Support this whole movement we have going on in the city. So, we're back, John. Yeah. Let's do something. You wanted to do something a little bit different. This is going to be a little interviewception going on. Yeah, man. Um, you know, just in the time that we've been talking and everything, you've just, like, piqued my interest in, in uh, like, where it all began with you. Like, uh, what was it that... Uh, 
Like how 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 old were you when you realized I want to be a musician? So that's a really good question because music kind of hit me in the face without me knowing that I was like, damn, I'm good at music. I really was an athlete for the first two thirds of my life. It was basketball, 100%, one track mind, didn't think about anything else. So as I got to college in about 2009, I realized that, do I want to just put a small ball in a round hoop? Is that all I can do? So unfortunately, I started doing other things, drinking, smoking, being a college student, so on and so forth. Shout out to Pueblo and all my Thunderwolves. And then I came back to Utah and all my friends were doing music. And I was like, well, let me give this a shot. And I was terrible, but I was funny. My bars were funny, but I had no confidence. I had no flow. It was very bad. You'll never hear those songs ever, ever, ever. Damn it. (laughs) They're in a vault (laughs) locked away in a key thrown in the deepest, darkest ocean I could find. Do you you still have them in in your head? Can you still pull them out? Yes. Oh, damn. (laughs) It's your boy, V. Some say I'm the best. I got a nasty flow like deep south incest. Yeah, that... It's been, it's a, <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way. I still remember the bars from back in the day. We've come a long way. Nice. But yeah, nice. as I just kept f- fooling around with it, I, I ended up putting out a single called Ode to Ill. And it was the first single that actually kind of got some buzz. I started getting some interactions from like Slip Inside Records, which is a throwback. I haven't heard about Trick Daddy in forever. But like just more than I ever expected. And at that time, I wasn't even down for it. I was like, I don't want to be the star. We're in a group. I just want to be in the background. But as I just grew as an artist and I got more confident, I was like, I can actually like do this. And and I had this like wealth of musical knowledge from my background growing up singing in different choirs, playing different instruments. And I was like, oh, shit, this is all just... It was like I just... It just happened. Like, something... It was like playing a video game. Something else was making me do these things that I didn't know I knew how to do. Like, I didn't know I knew how to control a stage as well as I did until I just did it. And then I looked back on it and was like, oh, this is because I've been on stage for centuries before I even got here. So I really... It was about... 2011 doing it like that that i was just like i should probably focus on this music thing because everyone keeps telling me i'm good at it nice and then from that some things happened i grew as an adult grew as a person as i found myself as a man i also started to find myself as an artist and i started to find my voice and that's what we've heard as the Music Clan and the Sensei Said So Show and everything we've done so far. Really, 2016, 2017 was the year that everything that I had learned and experienced kind of started coming together. Yeah. Man, that's, that is, uh, that's awesome. That's one of the things that I always love Like when I do my shows is uh, that I, I ask the, the person behind the music, get, get behind the person that, you know, behind the guitar, drums or lyrics Absolutely. or whatnot, you know? And, uh, so do you play any, oh, well, better yet. Um, who was your major musical influence when you were growing up? What's weird for me is that I didn't grow up with too much music. Again, I was an athlete. So the only music I really listened to is athlete-centric music, which is very aggressive, really loud, really boisterous. So really, growing up, 
it was the early 2000s for me. The early 2000s hip-hop is the best hip-hop to me. Sorry, I know the internet just collectively screeched and halted <laughs> and said, what the hell did you just say? But you, when T.I. was popping and Ludacris and Trillville and Young Bloods, and now I'm getting to the deep cuts, that's what really was like, this is cool to me. I didn't know New York had hip-hop music till like 50. I'm just kidding. I knew. <laughs> but the Southern music was really what I gravitated to. Yeah. And then as I grew up as an artist, I picked a, a, basically a mentor. And my mentor to me was Kendrick Lamar. So I had a moment where I was chasing Kendrick. If you listen to on the senseisaidso.com website in the music tab, I have one of the my second album I put out, Sunday Sessions, Monday Confessions. I put that out right around to Pimp a Butterfly because I listened to that and I was just like, damn, that's what I have to do musically. And that's why he's the one that inspired me because I heard a lot of dope people, but I'm a pretty confident individual. I, mean, I was an athlete. But Kendrick was the first person where I would hear certain verses and I would just be like, this is what I have to do. Like that feeling I never really felt unless I was like playing against somebody who was about to go to the NBA. Shout out to my homie GP, just signed with the Lakers. But that feeling of like, this person is better than me at this was something that I don't really feel. And that's why he really inspired me to be better at my craft. But to be honest, I don't listen to a lot of music. Just, not, not even, I mean, just, just on the side? You just No, like in my free time, I listen to podcasts. I really do. Like if, if you're riding in the car with me and I know you, because if I don't know you, I'll play music because I don't want to bore you with whatever podcast I'm listening to at the time because I can get pretty deep in the cuts with different podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, if it's just me and I'm sitting around, nope, I'm listening to a podcast 90% of the time. That's crazy, man. That's I love crazy. it. I love conversation. Like, yeah, music was something that I it inspired me because it was the creation process, and I I value my creation process. I didn't just like have music around me growing up, so it wasn't like naturally part of what I grew up with, other than doing music. So I've always been a creator of music, not a consumer of music, and that's kind of never left me. But I eat up podcasts all day. I'll listen to an hour and 48-minute podcast like it's nothing. Nice. Nice. All right, my last last question. What was the very first album you bought with your own money? <laughs> I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to flip the question a little bit. I did once lie to a girl about my birthday to get an album. <laughs> Two life crew. <laughs> Actually, Young Jock. <laughs> the first album I bought with my own money, not stole, because when I was young, stealing was a big part of my life. Don't steal, kids. But I stole everything. But the first <laughs> album I bought was College Dropout by Kanye West. Still my favorite Kanye West album. And then I went out and bought Late Registration when that came out. But... Dropout was the first album I bought with my own money. Stole nice. Jay-Z's album. Stole Nas's album. <laughs> stole Bow Wow's album. Stole Snoop's album. <laughs> stole Ludacris's album. But I bought Kanye. So Kanye, you've really disappointed me because I invested in you. And now you're just a Kardashian. I, I, I am, I'm baffled. <laughs> I'm baffled. What is with the... 
with the uh, full gear head headgear, where his whole head is covered by chains. Kanye. Yeah. Why did he do that? I feel like. Or what happened to him? <laughs> I, think... I mean, honest to God, I, I give it to him. But what the hell happened? He went from "I'm going to tell you the truth and beat it down your throat" to "I'm going to cover my face in chains." I I don't I don't understand. It's it's like Britney Spears shaving her head. It is a lot like Britney Spears. That's that's where I'm wondering where is it going with that. What I think happened to Kanye was in between him speaking the truth on a very personal level and him dripping his face in chains. I feel like he he in his mind switched what truth was. Originally, truth to him was financial freedom hey if i work this grave shit and i ain't made shit then i'm gonna slap my boss like he's talking on a human level like dang like working a nine to five that you hate sucks feeling like you have no voice sucks kids in sierra leone dying from diamonds sucks but then he started turning it to adidas won't let me make my own shoe this also sucks (laughs) nike won't give me a billion dollars this sucks why didn't Mark Zuckerberg give me a million dollars? Exactly. <laughs> Why isn't I am the new Shakespeare? I he South Park. Uh, this have you do you watch South Park? I love South Park. Did you see the Gay South fish. Park episode? Yeah. 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 That Only... episode kind of capsulated Kanye. <laughs> did you see the second part to it with the Kardashians as the did. Hobbit? <laughs> I did Sorry. see that. Absolutely outrageous. Yeah. But yeah, I, it really hurts me to see what happened to Kanye because he was a musical genius. But now it feels like he's lost being a genius and he's focused on telling everyone he's genius. And then doing just wacky shit because people that are That kind of sounds like the president. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about the president. Thanks, man. Thanks. I, that was honestly, dope. That, was... that doesn't happen often, you know? Yeah, man. No, I, I, I dig it. I love finding finding out about the people that I'm doing stuff. That's Shit, great. I could talk about myself all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So let's get back to you, though. You're the man of the hour. you the guest. We just got to let you do what you do. Let the people know that you do this. That's it's... why I love interviewing artists. Nothing against interviewing artists, but I love interviewing other radio personalities and podcasters because it's just like, we do this. This is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. I I, uh, I lovingly did what I, what I call the John Stewart uh, lifestyle. I worked, uh, I would do a show Monday, Monday through Thursday with Friday, Saturday and Sunday off. Yeah. And, uh, nice schedule. on my, on my own. And, uh, and, and you start realizing after a while, it's like, wow, talking to myself really kind of sucks balls, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, I'm kind of done talking, but I mean, to, finally start bringing people in and talking to them and seeing that, wow, I actually, it was crazy to, to see people like opening up. I've had people cry. I've had people pass out on air. Wow. Like, yeah, they would, they would, they would mix. And so we've had, I've had people pass out right in the middle of a show. Like the guy, I won't, there's no names, but he's like, this interview is over. And he boof hit the ground. Hardwood floors, man. Bam! Wow. Hit the floor. And uh, we just laughed. We There's another guy who... Uh, <laughs> Took a break and we came right back. <laughs> face, face planted right onto the hardwood floor. He's bending down to grab a beer and just boosh right there. So and there multiple like, people have oh, passed Oh, out. yeah. No, I've had, I've had a lot of people pass out in the cat stand. It's, it's a great time because I just let them be. And, and it's like, hey, 
here's your chance to go someplace where you're not censored, where you can say and do whatever the hell you want. Right. A judgment-free zone where it's yeah. just have the conversation. That's what we always talk about on the show is we want to be able to create a safe place to just have whatever conversation you feel is important with some sort of reason and logic and sure. minimum requirements behind it. Yeah. But like, and we're going to segue into what we were about to talk about here like this, but we're living in an era right now where the people can't say whatever they want, Mm-mm. but the president can literally say whatever he wants. It, it blows my mind, man. This, this whole thing, let, let's, let's take it to the shithole. <laughs> let's be real about this. Even for the White House to turn around and try to put a spin that it could have been shit house. What the fuck are you saying? That even makes it worse. That's it like totally, insulting it's my like, intelligence. Is, the, uh, this presidency insults everyone's intelligence because he tweets like a teenage girl. He has absolute no tact. So to call him a president is like blasphemy. It's diminishing the position. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I cannot believe that he's even made it. But my mom reminded me of something today is that it took two years for Nixon to get impeached or before he resigned. Right. It took two years before all of it. We're only in year one. So we may have to deal with him for one more year, but apparently there's enough they're still looking. I mean, why wouldn't they have come out yet and said, well, we haven't really found anything. They have obviously compiled so much stuff that I honestly believe he's gone. I think he will eventually, something stupid will happen and and he'll be gone. Has to. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know... I, yeah. Nobody like that with that kind of track record doesn't leave a pile of shit in his wake. But he's the greatest. He's the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm a cookie. I mean, the fucking guy's a god. I mean, with this inside joke, but this fucking guy, man, you know, it's like. Uh. You wonder what I hate the most, and, and we don't we don't do too much Trump stuff. But he he recently has struck a nerve with me, and one of the things that I really hate is his. His need to grasp for recognition. Ugh. Like when he, he had the moment where he was saying, hey, we're planning on bringing multiple jobs back to farmers. And then he stops and he goes, aren't you guys glad you voted for me now? Oh, yeah. Like, bro, who who are you? Oh, he's... Uh, I, I can't... I, there, I, I've got nothing, man. And we I haven't mean, even... I've t- got plenty, but there's not enough time. And honest to God, man, I... I have so many people turn around to me and and they're like, well, if you don't like it here, then go somewhere else. It's like, no, why don't you shove it up your ass? Because America is great. I've lived all around this planet in different countries and I keep coming back and I keep kissing the ground. It's not because I also don't want to go over there because I think this place is its own hole but right. i i keep coming back because this is the greatest country on earth period i mean i can be as arrogant about it as possible i've been to four other countries and from brazil to sweden england you know i've been all over and it, it, i keep coming back because not because of any other reason 
but this is just a great country. Fantastic country. But when you put complete fucktards into office, it's... What the hell does that say about America? What the hell does that say about... The people, uh, the people of America. You know, I had to put a, I had to put an apology out on Facebook. I'm like, I, I want you all to know that uh, I didn't vote for him and the majority of Americans didn't either. And that confuses the hell out of people in other countries. Right. They're, they're literally like, well, if there was more, how the hell? And I'm just like, don't ask me. <laughs> I'm like, don't ask me. Just know that it's bullshit. When I lived in England, it was during Bush's era. And every time I'd go to a pub, Someone would hear my accent every time clockwork. I would have somebody come up, who'd you vote for, mate? Because they, <laughs> they wanted to kick Americans' ass for bringing Bush into office. Right. And he, you know, for him, he stole the first election. Same, almost identical way with, with Trump. Electoral College whooped us out. It was bullshit. Right. I had a friend, he was in Germany during the, uh, before, before Bush's second Sec his second uh, election, and uh, he asked. He was just asking people. And he asked the guy. He was like, "What do you guys think about the election that's coming up?" And he was like, "We're just praying that you guys are not dumb enough to vote for the cowboy a second time." And you turn the clock, and years later, and we've done worse. And what makes me what what hurts my head is that it feels like Americans have lost. The spirit of America. The spirit of America is not if you don't like something, leave. Literally, America was founded on we don't like something, so we're going to stand on the fucking tables and demand that we get it the way we like. I honestly believe that that's, that's this last election. Watching the DNC, I honestly believe the DNC fucked the American people when they kept Hillary in. I agree. Full well, damn well, knowing Bernie she was would, behind Bernie. Bernie would have washed. Washed it. Washed it. It was, and I was just having this conversation on my show today. And I'm like, the movement that Bernie has started, started with my daughter at the time who was 18. And she was so enthralled with politics at 18 that she pays attention to it now. And she backs up... Uh, new social movements and is part of so many things. And the other day I was sitting, I was sitting with him in the garage and, and I said, I said, in 10 years, your generation is going to be the one dictating politics exactly. because you're going to be the ones in here. We may still be here, but we're a hell of a lot more progressive than our grandparents. Facts. And our parents oh, yes. are a hell of a lot more progressive than their parents. So now you're going to be dictating the way I live in 10 years. So do me proud. Right. And that's the great thing with the Bernie movement is that it lit the fire. And then to watch the DNC, like I said, the DNC man was uh, it's what caused me to become a disenfranchised disenfranchised democrat because dude they fucked the american fucked people it. and they brought hillary in even like going right back to where we started is that it, hill or um bernie would have just slapped it down and plus the most important thing was bernie was the natural progression of america after yeah. the obama kit absolutely presidency. absolutely 
Absolutely. Because there were things that Obama couldn't do. Because if you're the first black president, you want to keep the door open so you're not also the last black president. But he started different conversations, whether it was prison reform, whether it was health care, whether you like the health care that he put in or not, he started the conversation. Bernie would have furthered the conversation along. Now we have a president who's doing most of his work. Undoing. Undoing. Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? How do we get anywhere if a president... he's doing a lot of stuff. He's doing a lot of stuff out there for you. He's doing everything that we want you to do. <laughs> he's saying he's speaking on my behalf. That's that's what the Trump people are saying. The MAGAs. MAGA needs to be a cuss word. If I that's the Could new. Could you imagine? That's the new swear word of 20, 2018. If someone's ignorant, you don't call him a monkey. You don't call him a coon. You call him a MAGA. Oh, that sounds terrible. That so really does, man. Call that up is... the MAGAs you know in your life. Let them know that they full MAGAs. We're gonna take a musical break. Thank you, John Farmer, for stopping in. You got to come back. Oh, we yeah. enjoy this. We might need to get on your show as well. Come oh, in, we'll stop it. by. We'll do it. Bring the sense, bring the dojo to you. Absolutely, man. So, what I want you to do is, I want you to remind the people, plug them one more time on where they can find Global Musicians Radio All and right. everything else you got. Yeah. So we've got uh, gmr.fm, utahmusicians.net. Those are for the computer. And then if you want it on your mobile device, go to uh, amrutah.caster.fm, and that works on all the mobile platforms. And you can find us on Facebook. We have the highest amount of fans, 6,000 plus, and then uh, Global Musicians Radio. You can find all those there. Check him out. If you need a reminder, it'll be in the description of the senseisaidso.com. So when you hit this episode, look in the description. You can find where you can find all of his hard work and great stuff that he's doing on his end. I appreciate you stopping by, yeah. furthering the conversation. Put your double cups up and we'll be back. clan choir ladies and gentlemen give them a round of applause please testify Ooh, and if y'all want that interlude is found on the descriptions at sensei said so.com make sure y'all check that out and more music please and if you want the lord to come by and touch the grand wizard of america <laughs> then tune into the need, sensei he... said so.com website because we're the ones that go make it happen you need more than the lord i'll tell you that much <laughs> that we have no hope <laughs>
We have no hope, no he need, praise. We need an alien invasion to bring us together. Facts. <laughs> bring on the aliens at this and, point. And I mean, in Black History Month coming up, so he might need Uncle Ruckus at this point. Jesus. <laughs> Awesome episode today. You know, we talked about a lot of things. We got a lot off of our chest. I know some of you really like when we go political. Some of you don't. It doesn't matter. We have to talk about what needs to be talked about. And if you come in and you call the proud people of these multiple nations shitholes, then we're going to talk about it. On your head, boy. (laughs) So appreciate John Farmer for coming in, speaking, talking the truth. Awesome interview with him. Shadow, we came through. We talked about it as we always do. The new segment with the rap sheet. And the new segment, (laughs) the rap sheet. It's coming back. We're going to bring some of your favorites back. We got new segments and more. Keep in mind on who's going to end up in Mongolia. Because Believe Sensei has a long, extensive list y'all have not even heard yet. We might need to talk about that. We might need a maybe next episode, we'll do like a a listing of who might be on the borders of who needs to go. Because there's a couple. There's a lot. A lot of Hollywood's about to go to Mongolia. (laughs) Jack off in front of each other. (laughs) This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei Bio Sensei, the 24th Hokage of the music clan. That means I'm the blackest mamba. (laughs) And y'all already know who I am. It's the Zion Panther, the one and only Shadow the motherfucking villain in the building. Double cups up one time, peace, love, and keep it.